welcome to episode 28 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where my co-host and I talk about games slash movies that came up during the week, or games slash movie news, and then we also review the movies and games that we played during the week as well. Man, I always mess up somehow. <laughs> it, uh, it works. Yeah, but nevertheless, I'm Barry with my co-host. I'm uh, still Craig, still here. All right. You know, if you change your name, it's probably going to be like a, a new thing to me. Maybe I will one day just to throw everybody off. Fair enough. And with that, let's go ahead and get into the news. So uh, pretty what, what's nice about this week is that there's not so much groundbreaking news as the couple weeks prior. But the main thing I wanted to make sure I got off at the top of the show is that it looks like people are getting PS5 earlys or PS5s early. I know Travis Scott got one. A bunch of uh, Japanese uh, media companies got one as well. And they say the controller feels good. You know, it's never going to feel like an Xbox controller, which I will admit the Xbox Elite controller is the nicest controller I've ever held in my hands. And that the fan is not as loud as the PS4 Pro. That's good. Yeah, I saw, I saw Travis Scott got his. I know there's some like, uh, gaming review outlets. I think that got a PS5 as well and an Xbox, but it's exciting. It, we're, we're, it means we're super close. It's real. Yeah, I, no kidding. <laughs> and I think I'm going to miss the jet engine. Like every, everybody continues to tell me how loud their PlayStation is. I haven't had that problem since I got my PlayStation. So it is a little weird for me to hear that. You know, everybody's really happy about there's no jet engine, mm-hmm. you know, whenever their PlayStation starts. But maybe it's just me, but I don't. I don't really notice it that much. The only time I ever heard it is when I had moved it at one point, like not in a closed cabinet, but like majority of it was closed off. That's the only time I heard it get really loud. Um, Hmm. But yeah, I've never had really any issues with mine overheating. Yeah, like my brother has his on the bottom, like it's just sitting on the carpet on the bottom of his desk. Mm -hmm. And I guess when it's that close, like sometimes when you're playing a pretty um a pretty like intensive game on the playstation it can tend to get loud like the startup for his playstation is is much louder than mine is but interesting does he have the pro yeah he has a pro he has the destiny 2 pro gotcha okay interesting um i have written down here this is kind of a to me this is big news cyberpunk went gold this week which is pretty cool That also means that it's now officially real, just like next-gen consoles, and that we shouldn't be getting any more delays, hopefully, (laughs) unless it's some sort of manufacturing issue. Yeah, like some, I'd only think some groundbreaking glitch. Now that it's gold, like for the most part, there's, they'll probably start manufacturing them soon, and then whatever groundbreaking glitches they find, they'll try to update them uh, with a day one patch, stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah, that was that's kind of a quick hitter there, but it was a big deal to me just because we had just talked last week about them having to crunch to get it finished, and I was worried that it was going to get pushed again. So now we can get officially get excited for November, right? It comes yeah. out in November next month. Wow, November is next month already. That's crazy. Yep, and <laughs> it's getting it's getting closer and closer to the next gen stuff where yep. my you know my wallet's about to start you know gasping <laughs> for air. Yeah, because uh, because it's about to get emptied. So here's here's a question I was thinking about the other day. Uh, what games are you getting on launch day for both? Okay, see, see, and that's a good question. <laughs> yep. So for me, uh, for my Xbox, I'm already going to have Madden, mm-hmm. which is the cross-gen upgrade. 
I'm going to have uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay. Which I believe is a launch title for both. I believe that comes out on the on the. I want, yeah, I guess it comes out the tenth for Xbox and the thirteenth for PS4 or PS5. Mm-hmm. And I'm already going to have FIFA. FIFA then also gets that next gen upgrade for. Right. For that, I am getting Cyberpunk on the Xbox. Okay. Um, other than that, that could be it for Xbox. I'll keep going through what I have in my head here. Sure. For PS5, I am absolutely getting this uh, Spider-Man, and I'm getting the uh, Deluxe Edition that comes with the original remaster. Okay. Which, that's going to come up in the news here in a little bit, that specific game. Mm-hmm. I plan- I'm going to get Demon Souls. Okay. So I think those are kind of the two for PS4 because I'm going to have like NHL 21, but they already said that's not really a next gen game upgrade. It's just going to be the same game. Right. right. They did mention that uh, they did mention that Avengers is going to be getting the same treatment with the upgrade for free there on PlayStation. So I'm I'm about even, I think, for both games. OK, I will be I want to see what Ratchet and Clank uh, looks like and uh, and what they what they talk about because that seems to be the game that everybody's hyping up for it because it's exclusively made for PS5 much like Demon uh, Demon Souls Remaster is as well. Mm-hmm. But I just think uh, when I got when I picked up Ratchet and Clank and I said before I was playing on in there I did get through a decent amount of it but I just um, toward the end of it you know the 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 game started to wear on me and I just wasn't having as much fun. Okay. So since I'm just getting the Xbox at launch, uh, I will have obviously NBA cause I'll have the upgrade for that. Um, I am getting call of duty, but that's like a couple oh, of days after I'm getting call of duty as well right. for Xbox. Cause I think, I believe it's that Friday after the consoles come out. And I think I'm, I'm kind of up in the air on uh watchdogs right now. I'm, I don't know. I right now I don't I don't have a pre order or anything like that. But I, yeah, I have to see that game right before before I even think about trying to buy it. Right. But I'm kind of in like this weird place where I I have the console pre order, but I don't have any of the games pre ordered at all. So I don't know if I'm just gonna you know play NBA and whatever they have on Game Pass game one, and then just wait till that Friday for Call of Duty. I mean, I have Cyberpunk pre ordered, but I have it pre ordered for last gen console so i should probably change that at least (laughs) um that way i'll have that to play but yeah as of right now like it looks like i'm i may be going into that day just getting the console which is kind of a bummer you kind of want to have all of you know something some new game to put in right away but you'll have apex right right (laughs) apex and and nba yeah yep Warzone. um but yeah we'll see I may change my mind. I got a little bit more time, so we'll see. I was just curious what you were, what you had pre-ordered and what you were thinking. Yeah. What what I'm kind of excited about for this as well is the, my PS4 pro, which I've mentioned about, you know, 10 times on the show is a limited edition one with the kingdom hearts three. So that's going to actually be coming into my room. Okay. Uh, to, you know, whether or not to play, you know, last generation games, that kind of thing. Because I know a lot of my friends who weren't able to get any of the next gen consoles as well. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely still going to be a point where I'm probably going to want, if there's a game for whatever reason that I can't play online with my friends who have PS4, I'll at least still have that because I don't plan on selling that. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 excited to have that because I'll be able to play some more games just in my room. Hopefully, it doesn't keep me up too late at night. But <laughs> That's I true. like to think I have more self control than I did when I was a freshman in high in college. <laughs> you say that now. But you know that's not true. It's gonna that fresh smell of a new console. It's gonna keep you up all night. Yeah, it will. <laughs> uh, what else do you got for news? So I will go with the next one with Minecraft Steve getting announced as the next fighter. <laughs> yeah, and I just find it so hilarious because one, like this was a this was a joke character. A lot of people were like, "Oh, Minecraft Steve." Like, how do you even make a move set with him? And even during the announced trailer, the creator of of Super Smash Bros. Ult- Ultimate, Masahiro Sakurai, was he? He even said, you know, when the executives of Nintendo came up and said, "We need you to make Minecraft Steve," he was even like, "Why? <laughs> you know, what's what's the point? You know, aren't there a lot better characters that you could put in a fighting game?" And you know, they told him that. You know, they they wanted Minecraft Steve in there. So I, that's what we're going to get. And I know a lot of people are happy and, you know, my and Minecraft itself is it was and still could be the biggest game that everybody plays. The amount of mod support you get, the amount of people playing it on every single one of the devices they have, mm-hmm. it it makes sense. And it's like, oh, now, you know, now Smash Ultimate has the biggest character, you know, for a lot of people who who played Minecraft or played the story and that kind of thing. The moveset looks dumb. This is not a character I'm going to play as, but I'm <laughs> definitely going to get beat with. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. But for whoever's happy for Minecraft, Steve fine. And it, it makes me beg the question with Masahiro Sakurai, the creators, the creator of the game has said before how draining it is to work on this series and how much not fun mm-hmm. it is sometimes. And especially when, a whole bunch of directors from Nintendo go, you need to put this person in this game. It's just kind of like is Masahiro Sakurai has to be like, okay, fine. But like, I can't wait to be done with this series at this point. Right. So, you know, so you, you know that he's done with making these games, but you think they'll keep making it without him like future versions. I think, I think the, they have to have the source code and everything for it. Like it, it would be really hard for them to mess it up. But I do think that, Smash Brothers Ultimate, this is the game where all of the fighters are included. I think for them to kind of do a refresh and do Masahiro Sakurai some service for what he's done for this series, they need to scale it back down. Right. And maybe start from the... And maybe, you know, keep the same moves, keep the same character design and look of the game. But make the character list smaller, you know, and give give people time to not have this abundance of choice. Every time you look at the Smash Brothers Ultimate screen, it's... 70 plus fighters and you're all looking at it like i play three of them well at least you know it's it's only the people who are hardcore about this game that know all the movesets for each character and play a lot of the time but for me i i'm I'm playing this game with my friends i barely even pay smash brothers online anymore and you know i'm good enough to beat my friends and unless my friends are getting better which i'm gonna call them out they're not um (laughs) I'm just going to I'm just going to continue to to not play it and then when my friends come over I'll play with them because it's as long as I can beat my friends that's what matters. <laughs> that's the most important thing at the end of the day. I'm I'm like kind of glad that it didn't suck me in ever. Maybe like the first original one on Nintendo 64, but that was only when I would go over to my friend's house to play it cuz he had it and I didn't. But yeah. 
man, it's just so overwhelming looking at the roster. It's crazy. Um, the amount of time you would have to put in to kind of at least be decent with all of them is insane. Uh, but I thought it was kind of cool that Steve got in there. I mean, that's Microsoft playing nice, right? Allowing him to be on in Smash. So it's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't think he looks that interesting to use, but like you said, I'm sure he'll be popular. Yeah, he will be. Uh, do we... I think uh, for the next part of news, we talk about the death of any movie coming out this holiday or ever. I guess I I have this saved for the movie section, but so, I I guess we can talk about it, even though I'm now suddenly sad. Yeah. So the big one, obviously, I texted you the other day, the other night, was uh, your beloved James Bond movie has gotten delayed again. It is not coming out this holiday, and I know it's the end of the year for you now because you have nothing else to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this was it. This was, yep. this was my movie of all movies. I was so excited for Daniel Craig to go off on this big flashy way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've been reading a lot and I did see the interview he did recently in the Jimmy on the Jimmy Fallon show where the, Apparently, the issue or the the reason to delay it is, of course, bigger than any of the actors or any of the studios. They continue to say how they want people to see this movie in the quote unquote correct way, <laughs> right? And they want uh, they want people to go and be able to see it safely. And I'm not I'm not sure what's going through their heads that you know who knows when this COVID stuff's going to end. You know, oh, all we ever hear about you know, especially in our area in State College. Mm-hmm. We, you know, all we ever hear is about how cases are going up because we have people influxing into the area from other places and internationally to the point where, you know, what, what happens if, you know, they go back home and then it starts to spread again right. at that point. So it's, it's a matter of there's no real winning here. And I get after the after they probably saw the numbers with Tenet, they probably went, "No, we're not going to do that. We put so much money into this movie that, you know, if it were to if it were to commercially fail, I don't know. The studio has to be able to have like backup money in case this movie fails. Yeah, but you, you know, I, I I do agree with them at some point. I want to see this movie in IMAX. Like yeah. that is that is what I see. And I think that's what Daniel Craig means by see this movie in the correct way with a movie theater, you know, sound system, a huge screen. Like I live in an apartment and I have a really good sound bar mm-hmm. that, that could do a decent amount of movie theater stuff, but I live in an apartment. I'm not blasting this thing up to a hundred and, you know, going, <laughs> going all out. I'd get kicked out. Right. Probably shake the entire building down. Yeah. I think, Part of it to me has to do with we had the the influx at the beginning of video on demand uh, with like trolls and all that. And it was going pretty well. And then you had Mulan, which didn't I don't think do that well for Disney, which I think kind of made them step back and then also delay Black Widow instead of maybe considering putting that on Disney Plus as well. But also with Tenet just absolutely tanking because nobody's going to the movie theaters. And then also you have um, Regal shutting down their movie theaters in the United States. Um, it's it's crazy. Like I have a couple listed besides James Bond, like the Robert Pattinson Batman movie just got pushed from next year to 2022, 
which is crazy. Yeah. So they're already thinking pushing that. They did move up Matrix from 2022 to 2021. Um, so they kind of flip flopped with, with the Matrix and Batman. But it is kind of a mixture of movie theaters are shutting down. There's, you know, because there's literally nothing for them to show right now. Uh, some of them are kind of doing the the trial of renting out a screen where you pay like $250 and you can bring your friends and just do it that way as like a safer alternative. But mm-hmm. nobody's going to do that when there's no movies to go see. Yeah. Uh, you had, I think yesterday or the day before, uh, Ryan Reynolds movie um, where he's an NPC in a video game. They released another trailer for that, and that says it's coming out in December. And if it is coming out in theaters in December, they're literally just leaving that out there to die, and they don't care about it um, because nobody's going to go see that either. Yeah. But it's just it's crazy that to think that it, we may not even get that many movies next year either. It all depends, and like I really don't want this to just be like death of movie theaters because it kind of starting to feel like that's where we're headed where we're just going to see movie theaters everywhere just shut down and not open again. And uh, I don't know what, you know, movie companies do at that point. I guess they just rely on video on demand, maybe. Uh, But it's it's super depressing, especially going into like we didn't get summer movies. And then the next big thing for movies is usually holiday around Christmas time. And we're not going to get those either. Um, So it's just going to be a depressing Christmas time and winter time for movies like gaming will be fine. We have new consoles and games to play, but it's just a soup, a huge bummer. Like even going through looking at new release movies in stores recently, and like nothing's come out yeah. for months. <laughs> like there's literally nothing on the shelves and man, it, it sucks. So hopefully I, I, I'm still taking sticking to the hope that summertime next year we can start going to see movies again. But I I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a feasible thing anymore. Yeah, and it is to be said as well with the uh, Regal Cinemas. Also, a lot of them are shutting down uh, mm-hmm. just because, you know, no one's going to the movies. They opened and they're trying to do it safely, but nobody... Everybody says about how dirty movie theaters are, but I really don't know how dirty they could possibly be. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, a, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people talking about how, oh, the movie theaters are so dirty. And I'm just like, y- you sit there, you have some popcorn and you, you know, you drink a soda. What's different from that than a restaurant? Yeah. In a lot of ways. And I get that you're not sitting, you're usually not sitting at a restaurant for two to three hours. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that, but I I definitely don't think that everybody's fear about coronavirus and movies is kind of unwarranted mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. At least that's what I believe. Yeah, I agree with that. But again, like if the movie companies are just not putting the movies out there, then there's literally no reason to go to the theater at all. Tenet was the one and like nobody showed up. So all the other movie companies are scared now that they're not going to get their money back. But like James Bond has been done since what, 2019, I think, is when they wrapped up filming and it's just sitting. So it's going to be like two years after they finish filming that this movie finally comes out. And I think it's the same for Black Widow. That's been done forever, too. Maybe it's aging like a wine. (laughs) I hope so. I really want it to be good. (laughs) Uh, What other news you got? 
So I'll go over, like, I think this is going to be a pretty big one, and Mm -hmm. then, like, a bunch of smaller news stories. The fiasco with the recast of Spider-Man's face for the (laughs) Spider-Man remaster on the PS5. Yep. How dare they? How to to jump into this. Um, Everybody was so angry, and they didn't understand why, like, Sony would do this. I I do personally think the other Spider-Man was fine. Like I'm okay with either of these two playing the Peter Parker character. It I just don't understand the huge internet, you know, and how furious they were with the fact that they recasted that face. <laughs> yeah, they uh this game gets picked on. First it was the puddles and now it's uh Peter Parker's face. They're just yeah. never happy. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it either. I mean, he looks better. That's a good thing. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't change the game at all, how he looks, honestly. So I, I don't know, just people wanting to get mad, I guess, finding something to get mad about. Well, yeah, I think for a lot of people, they played the Spider-Man game and it's like, oh, this is my favorite game of all time. This is by far, you know, the Spider-Man game I've dreamed of. And then now that it's changing, which I think a lot of people would say gamers don't like change. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it backlashed at him. And they, you know, the, the studio of Insomniac, they got all these death threats. They sent <laughs> death threats to the, uh, to the person who did the new face cast. And it's like, well, what's the point? What are you trying to get across? You know, there's your, even if you don't buy the game and you protested, I'll buy it because they've, you know, they did the face swap. I don't see what the big deal is. This game is still going to sell millions. Mm-hmm. And it's attached to Spider-Man Miles Morales, which all of the popularity he has now with the comics and especially with uh, Into the Spider-Verse being the gigantor hit that it was, you uh, you know, people are going to be buying that game anyway. Yeah. So for in, in a lot of ways, I just wish people would just calm down. <laughs> like people are just looking for stuff to get angry at because they're scooped up in their houses. Yeah, that's true. So the real question is, though, is I know you said you're buying the the collector's edition that comes with this. Um, how many people do you think are actually going to play through it again? You know, like everybody's going to play Miles Morales, obviously, but like I don't know that I'll actually play through it again. See, for me, I haven't played Spider-Man since I beat it, so it's, okay. it's been a while for me. And I think for the most part, I do... I do think that apparently a lot of time went into this remaster. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the side-by-side of PS4 to PS5, I'm interested to see the difference in the lighting. It seems like the lighting and the dynamic range that these consoles can produce are going to be overall better than the PS4. So for me, I'm going to play it because I haven't played it in a while. Mm-hmm. I also just love the Spider-Man suits and they've announced, uh, like they've shown off that the, Amazing Spider-Man, the Spider-Man when Andrew Garfield played Spider-Man's suit is getting into the is going into the game. Uh, Miles Morales' suit was was shown, and uh, I love both of them. Like okay. the yeah, and Spider-Man was one of, and it continues to be one of my favorite, you know, uh, gaming franchises because there were times, and I think it was Spider-Man Two when the web slinging was so like fun and going around the city was so much fun. Yeah, that. You know, I, I would go into that game and just, you know, just web swing around and, you know, fight, you know, criminals when they would randomly appear and then go back to doing that. So I think I think there's a lot of ways that this game will will improve on the older. Yeah. 
Which is interesting to me because I, I mean, I'm sure I'll at some point play it when I get a PS5. I'll probably go through it again, but I don't know that I'll play through the entire game. I feel like it's gonna be one of those ones where I'm like, oh, this looks really good and play it for like a day and then be done with it. But we'll see. Maybe it'll hook me back again. Yeah, a, a part of me wants to like do the whole thing where, OK, I'll play the remaster first, then Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. But as I've said before, Miles Morales is like my favorite Spider-Man. And right. I'm, I will probably just go straight to Miles Morales <laughs> as much as I as much as I want to do it, maybe appropriately. I'm not I'm not going to. I don't think I will. Yeah, you got to get that Miles. It's more important. It is. I think so. <laughs> All right. What's the small news you got? So small news is the Monster Hunter movie trailer came out and it has guns, which doesn't really make a lot of sense because Monster Hunter, they have like gun type weapons, but they're like a gun lance and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see how that movie goes. I'm really surprised that your other, do you have another news story or no? No. You're not going to mention the Need for Speed remaster? (laughs) No, because I'm not a huge fan of that one. Oh, okay. That's why. All right. Yep. Now I understand. I knew you like Need for Speed. I guess you just yep. didn't like Hot Pursuit. Okay. Hot Pursuit was not one of my favorites. No. <laughs> okay. Now I get it. Uh, NVIDIA 3070 graphics card gets delayed until October 29th. Uh, you know, if you could even get your hands on one, is what I'll say. You can't really buy any of those things any uh, right now. Crossplay right. was announced for Apex. Yay. It's playable now. You could download it now. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and. It, it looks like it's going to work just fine. And I do like the fact that they are separating console and PC. That is yes. how it should be done because I've been playing Destiny on my computer and controlling a gun is by far like miles easier than trying to control it with an analog stick. Mm-hmm. But I'll get I'll get into that when for with my games played this week. Uh, Razer, the gaming company Razer, made an LED credit card. And I just have to put that in here because it's funny. <laughs> Of course, they, of course they did. Why wouldn't yeah, they? <laughs> and that's what all the news articles say. It's like, oh, Razer made a credit card and it has an LED, a green LED, because of course it does. I just find that stuff hilarious. I had to put it in there. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. And other than that, those are, those are the games I played for this week. Uh, sorry, I mean the news for this week. Yeah, we got to do the games we played this week. We How do. many do you have? Two. Okay, I have three. That's not bad. Um. All right, the first one I have on my list, we both played. So Star Wars Squadrons, that yeah. came out. Um, yeah. So first of all, this is only 40 bucks instead of 60, which is cool. And I'm getting I'm getting a lot of the old X-Wing versus TIE Fighter vibes off this game that I used to play a ton of on my old compact computer back in the day. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm controlling it with a controller, not a mouse and keyboard and a joystick, which is a little different. But so far, I'm about like three or four hours in, I believe. So I haven't finished the single player campaign yet. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I do think that them putting at $40 is the smart move. I don't think I'll be huge into the multiplayer aspect of it, but I'm enjoying the story part of it. And like flying all the, you know, TIE fighters and X-Wings and all that is is good. And I think they, they, uh, I want to say dumbed it down, but that sounds bad, but like, there's not as many things as you have to control as from what I remember back in the day on like X-Wing or TIE Fighter, which is a good thing. Like you're just kind of swapping out where you want your power to go, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so far, like it's it's 100 percent worth the 40 bucks. What do you think? 
So I, I am enjoying the game. I do have a couple gripes with it. Like okay. the one of the main things that I'm having an issue with is, and I, I have this issue in real life. I'm not a big fan of cramped spaces. Okay. And I feel like these spaceships are very cramped. And because you can't go to a third person, you have to respect the first person view. And that's really my only complaint about it. This game is a lot of fun. So now that I'm done with that complaint, like th- this game, I think I'm surprised that there's even cutscenes at a $40 game yeah. uh, that they have. The most of the story is kind of blandly told, you know, while you're in a hangar and you're staring at the uh, one of your crewmates. Right. I I like the game. $40, and in all honesty, I hate to admit it, I'd probably pay 60 for it. Yeah. But I I, I do like um, all of the different fighters that I've been able to fly in so far. Like the fact that you can rename your characters. I should mention if you put your character's name as an emoji, the game automatically crashes. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> nice. Um, I think too, like I don't have the means to play it in VR, but I think this would be really cool in VR. Um, I, I think it's on, you can do it on PC on VR, I believe, but Man, I think that would be real cool. Yeah, as far yeah, as far as I know, uh, like PlayStation is the only one that has that, and of course okay. PC does. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying that the game is a lot of fun in VR, and especially mm-hmm. with a flight stick, if you can manage to grab one right now, right. because everybody's buying flight sticks to play this game. It's crazy that all of a sudden we have a renaissance with like flight simulator style games because that hasn't been a thing for years, and then all of a sudden we get a new flight simulator, and then also this. And it's just like, I'm back in early 2000s again. It's crazy. Yeah, and Skate came back this year. <laughs> skate, well. Tony Hawk's back. Man, it's, what are we doing? We're going back in time. Yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm liking it so far. So what did you play? I'll go back to you. So the only other game I played, and it was kind of an update on Destiny 2, because I, I mentioned how irritating it was to try to figure out how to play everything. Yeah. Now that I've put i put a lot of time into this game and i'm and i'm having a decent amount of fun with it now that i'm kind of caught up to the light level which is what you know the your gear score and everything like that i'm having a lot of fun with the game the forsaken story mode is what i'm now getting into so some of the more recent dlc has been a lot of fun your guardian talks which is weird he he says a line and i'm like oh like (laughs) i'm talking now interesting so that's fun gambit is the game mode i play a lot of which is like the pve vp mode where you're killing computer uh like computer enemies you they they drop these things called moats you gather the moats and you send them over to the other side to where the enemy uh to where the enemy team is on so they spawn so that it's it's a really interesting game type and i do like it because it reminds me a lot of titanfall uh just because they have those ai um teammates in there as well and i'm pretty sure i said that on last week's podcast now that it's coming out of my mouth Mm -hmm. so uh destiny 2 i've had to put a lot of time into it i'm looking at my time right now i'm about 30 hours in okay and uh i i am enjoying it a lot more now uh just because the the frustration of having to find where everything is is over and now i'm more enjoying the stories the the loot that i'm getting and the next thing for me to do now is to start doing raids which i if i've done homework on two of the raids so i don't look like a complete idiot trying to play them (laughs) and 
it's it's already a lot of info so i'm interested to see how um how how well looting goes for me yeah the raids for me was where the real fun was at so it'll be interesting to see how that goes for you they're fun if you're with the right people like trying to i remember trying to play some of those with just random when like my friends weren't on and it was just awful because nobody would cooperate and like if you're not cooperating you're not going to get through those yeah. It's just, it's not possible. You have to communicate. You have to work together. So yeah, I, I think you'll have a ton of fun with those. So you'll have at least another week of destiny updates then. Yeah. Destiny updates. And also I will have a, an update on FIFA. Cause that's, FIFA, what, comes yeah. that's what comes out Friday. So I played a decent amount of the Mario 35 this week. Uh, I think that's what's called, right? The battle Royale and yeah. uh, on the switch. And I've been having a ton of fun with it. They really don't explain that game at all to you when you first start. And like, that's kind of a detriment. Like you're going to, if you don't like immediately click with it, you're going to bounce off of it really quick because they do not teach you anything. Um, You have the same type of control as you did with the Tetris battle Royale, where everybody else who's in there with you, you can see their screens on the left and right of you. And you can kind of pick where you want to attack or you can choose to attack the person who has the most coins, person with the lowest time, or like the people who are attacking you, or you can choose random. Um, But yeah, some of the stuff they don't tell you that I had to kind of go and search on the internet to figure out when you first start, they have you pick a level and it's, you know, the original super Mario Brothers. So any level from one, one, all the way up to eight, four, you can pick if you've played it before. And in my thinking, when you look at it, you're like, all right, that's the level you're going to start on because they don't tell you, but what they're actually doing is you're voting and whichever one gets the most votes is the level that everybody starts on. Oh, okay. Which, you know, it'd be nice to know that um, because I kept picking different levels and I'm like, why am I still going on level one, one? And obviously, like I said, if you haven't played the level, you can't choose it. So like that first day when I was playing and I was unlocking new levels, it would always put me back on one, one because everybody's new. So like they've only played one, one so far. Um, and it really gets fun if you start at the later levels, because every time you kill an enemy, either with like a fire power or you jump on them, it puts them into whoever you're choosing to attack's game. So, you know, you're looking at times where you may have like 30 or 40 enemies running at you on the screen, and then you kill them all and send them off to somebody else. Uh, once you get into those later levels where you get like the hammer brothers and just the harder enemies, that's when it gets really, really fun. The first day or two, I found that like these matches would go on super long because you kept looping back to level one, one, and you're just going through it for a good like 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes before the last person would die. And it was just kind of boring at that point. Yeah. But but now that it's been out long enough and people are getting the other levels, now it's getting to be fun. You know, it's weird going through like level one, one, and all of a sudden there's a Bowser there in front of you. It's kind of cool. (laughs) Um Hopefully people stick with this game. I've had a bunch of fun. I've won a bunch of games. Um, So I've been playing a ton of Mario lately. So maybe that's why I like it so much. So definitely check it out. If you have a Switch, it's free. And they do say it's a limited time, but they haven't really said how long. Um, So play it while you can, I guess. Did you try it at all or not? No, I have seen it like that. That type of game type just really does not deal to me. I would just get up frustrated because... (laughs) I've I've seen YouTube videos about Mario 35 and it's just a matter of people have like memory of that level down mm-hmm. so well that 
you know, I would be one of that people that died of the first Goomba they see just because <laughs> it's just because it's I, I don't know the levels and I don't remember them. Right. And I do remember the controls kind of being floaty in a way where, you know, I momentum will jump me and then it'll jump me too far and I'll die. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's. The, it, the game's not for me, but I do enjoy watching people play it because it is like it, it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it's definitely aimed towards people who have a nostalgia for the original Mario and Nintendo. If you don't really have any nostalgia for that, you'll probably bounce off it after a game or two. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing I played is I played the original Mafia remastered. So that finally came out this past week. And I think I'm almost done with it. And they've done a, a really good job remastering this game. I almost want to put in my PS2 copy just to see how bad it looks and how far they've come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was nervous about this one because of the fiasco that we had talked about a while ago with Mafia 2 and 3, how they released those and they were terrible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was a little nervous, but the game has it looks phenomenal. Um, the controls are, are decent. I mean, you're working off a game that's old, so... Uh, they did a good job of modernizing the controls. I totally forgot that it is technically an open world game, but you don't really get to kind of just run around. It just goes from mission to mission. And when you finish, you just go right to the next one. So there's no like like a GTA style of driving over here to start your mission. That's not a thing. They do give you the option in the start menu to do like a free play where you can just kind of drive around. But I don't know why you'd really want to do that. Doesn't seem like there'd be really anything to do in the city, but it looks really good. Um, I would definitely recommend doing this one and maybe just skip two and three. Uh, Mafia two is my favorite of the series, but I already have it on Xbox 360, so I, I'm not going to pay them $30 or however much they're charging for that one individually just yeah. to just to play it again uh, when they didn't change anything. So. Uh, it's a definite buy for me. I think it's $40 for the remaster of the original. If you haven't played it, I think the story's good enough that it'll hold up well. And if you have played it, and I'm sure it's been a long time, it's the better way to play it rather than trying to play it on PS2 because that's terrible. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I played this week. All right. And then that's then. So then that's our games played this uh, segment for the week, like actually games played. Mm -hmm. And I uh, for our next part of the show, because I also didn't watch a lot of movies uh, over this week, because let's be honest, there's nothing coming out. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so I tasked Craig and I with. And this is a fun thing I've been seeing on Twitter, games that defined the generation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have been limiting, in, limiting it to four. I let Craig, you know, pick five or six. And we, yeah, we, I got out of hand a little bit. I couldn't narrow it to four. I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and, that, and that's okay. So I just think that you and I will just name each game and kind of go with the significance we think that it had as we're okay. going along. Okay. So for so for me, and this isn't like a ranking or anything, it's just for the games that I think define the generation. Uh, the one Xbox representative I have for <laughs> uh, for games that define the generation for me is Forza Horizon 4. Okay. And it's because, not because I just sunk so much time into this game, but it's it was the fact that I, st uh, like I started to fall in love with racing games again uh, with this one. I love the Backstreet sort of racing it's a lot more fun and creative than just regular uh you know forza motorsport or gran turismo and it allows you to have that freedom 
uh, to kind of just drive anywhere you want because this is the kind of game you can load into and you don't have to do a race. You can just drive around, you know, practice drifts or do, you know, do whatever you want to do in a racing game. And Forza Horizon 4, I think, really ignited that racing uh, fire and not just me, but in a lot of people. Yeah, that was definitely a good one. And super satisfying to drive through walls in that game. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm interested to see if they kind of bump it up at all with the Xbox uh, Series X yeah. coming out. I'm super excited for the next Horizon, but that's probably going to be another year off. But yeah, to see what they can do is going to be cool because the cars already look fantastic. So I'm just looking for them to up the craziness as far as that goes. Yeah, uh, you... I want to see how big the maps get. <laughs> I know the last one was big. Yeah. So that's going to be crazy. Um, okay, so my first one on my list here was a multi-platform game. So I went with uh, Resident Evil 7 for me just because, you know, you're coming off of Resident Evil 6, which was on the last gen consoles and was not received well at all. And just the huge risk they took with this to not go with your traditional style Resident Evil game to go first person instead of third person, which they hadn't done before. Um, and then they just absolutely knocked it out of the park. And it was such a, such a different style of horror. Um, and even, you know, putting it in VR on PlayStation was crazy. Yeah. So to me, this was just like one of those games that is definitely going to stand out, you know, years from now. For me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember playing that on my Xbox or my PlayStation. Like that for sure is one of the highlights for me of this console playing through that game for the first time. Yeah, I, I I never played Resident Evil 7, but I did love it. I mm-hmm. did. I like watched playthroughs of that game and how that game blew up VR in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yep. What is what really got people going on PlayStation VR, especially because there were no real AAA titles for VR uh, until I feel like Resident Evil 7 came and put it, you know, put that on the map. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of people got a PlayStation VR and then probably never used it again. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> so going down to the next one for me is going to be god of war for ps4 uh this game just took story level graphics a little bit of puzzle making norse mythology all to the next level for me uh this and it was the game that nobody could shut up about for a while people were buying ps4s as fast as you could get them so they could play God of War. And I also put Spider-Man in that list as well. Okay. Uh, and that Spider-Man isn't on my list, but God of War for sure definitely kind of came out of nowhere. And it, well, not that it came out of nowhere, but it came out in April and it changed its entire philosophy. That game, you know, God of War one through three was this kind of third person uh, hack and slash game where you were doing cool combos and being real flashy. This game, the new God of War had a mixture of that, but it took the storytelling up to, you know, level 20. And I can't express enough on a good sound system. When you first meet the world serpent and the literally my entire apartment is like shaking because of how deep the base is from that. It was one, it, it was cool. It was like being in a movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, I had that on my list, too. Um, again, like just like Resident Evil, if you look at the last one they did, you know, God of War 3 on the PlayStation 3, I really enjoyed that game. Um, but that game was all about, like, in-your-face gore and, like, just over-the-top action. 
and the story was okay, but like to just go completely story driven here on this one and, you know, change it up enough that it surprised you to be like, man, they really took a chance on this one. And again, like they killed it. And now everybody's super into the God of War series again, whereas everybody had kind of been over it for a while. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was on my list. I'll, I'll scratch it off there since you already hit on it. <laughs> um, so my next one would be the only one that I put on here. That was a Microsoft and Xbox exclusive. Um, and it was right when the right around the time the Xbox one came out. I have Sunset Overdrive on here. Um, again, that was another one that kind of for me came out of nowhere. Um, that was a big deal because up until that point, they uh, um, I'm blanking on the the company that made it. But Insomniac. they were. What was that? It was Insomniac. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. Right. Because they had uh, hadn't really done anything for the Xbox before then. And just to come out with something that was crazy and wacky and over the top. And I don't think anybody really knew how to take that game. And then when you actually got to play it and you're like, you know, you're like grinding on the uh, telephone wires and that kind of stuff. It gave gave you a like a jet set radio vibe. And then also you're killing mutants. And it was just a fun time. Um, It was like the first game for me on the Xbox that I was super excited. I was like, man, this is this is the next gen here. This looks really cool because you had like the Dead Rising 3 that came out when the Xbox launched. And that was their big push. Like, look how many zombies we have on screen. But it wasn't a fun game to play. This was one that like kind of put it all together for me. So that was the one that I'll also always look back on and be like, yep, that was that was my first true next next gen. What's well, not next gen anymore, but experience on the Xbox for me. Yeah. I've I still remember people even talking about, you know, even late into the Xbox, um, the the Xbox life cycle, Xbox one life cycle, where they were like, you have to play Sunset Overdrive. And that was one of the launch games. Mm-hmm. So I think in a lot of ways that game has stood the test of time where a launch game of uh, that game is one of the few like console launch games that people will still recommend that you play to this day. Yeah, I was literally playing it like a month ago. And it came out how many years ago now? But crazy. So definitely, if you haven't played it by now, definitely go play it. If you have an Xbox, it's on Game Pass. So just definitely try it. Now, the next one for me should probably come as no surprise uh, for, for the most part, because <laughs> I I didn't shut up about this game for a while, and it's going to be Persona 5. Uh, I really can't explain, like... Everybody knows, like, I, I love this game. Persona 5 is nuts in what it does. But in the grand scheme of things, this is the this is the game that broke out a lot of people into JRPGs. A lot of people finally gave it a shot once Persona 5 was as reviewed well as it was. As well as it was. And I think that, and I think uh, a game that defines a generation isn't just something that's visually groundbreaking story groundbreaking it's something that suddenly just juts up in popularity because of of what the game does and persona 4 golden was also very popular in its own right but the the amount of people that i saw like talk about persona 5 was just something completely different to what persona 4 was and i think 
if a game can introduce such a mass crowd to a completely like new genre of game that they don't generally like and they like it from there i think that you know a game like that has its own merits as to what defines a generation yeah and that was a game that even even though i didn't beat it like that game sucked me in for a while um you lose life yeah yeah like i put enough time into that to beat like two normal games and i still didn't beat it but man that was that came out of nowhere for me and I, you know, I tried it because of how everybody was saying how good it was. And I was, I just got sucked into the story there. So, and that's not usually, I mean, I like RPGs, but like that style of RPG is not really my thing. It's, it's always been your thing there, but like it, it, you were, you're not kidding. Like it got everybody to play it, regardless if you liked RPGs or JRPGs didn't matter. You were playing it. Yeah. Uh, so my next one would be uncharted four. Um, yes, I, kn- I knew you were going to have this one on there, so I didn't <laughs> put it on mine. Um, the perfect ending to a, a series, as long as they don't make more. Uh, to me, it was just like, I have, you know, looking back on it, it looked fantastic. Uh, the story was incredible. Uh, they wrapped up the character so well. Like, I've, I've enjoyed Nathan Drake so much, but to see, like, a different side of him here where he's kind of, you know, fighting with his wife and dealing with all this other stuff on top of just trying to be Indiana Jones and find treasure. Um, I've loved every single uncharted, even the first one, even though it's not good, but this to <laughs> me was just like the perfect summary of all these games in one. It wrapped up everything nicely. You know, they set it up that technically they can make another one with his daughter if they want to, but I don't think I really want them to. Um, it was just, it was like the pinnacle at that time for storytelling for me and making me care about fictional characters in a video game like that. So this is like when I finished that game, I had to put the controller down and just give it a slow clap because of how incredible I thought that whole game, that ride was. Yeah. So incredible. Yeah. Uncharted four. And I still remember with, with a lot of fondness uh, playing through uncharted two, three, going to four, then finally playing one. Cause I never had played Ugh. one at the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that, that game was a game where it, it, it was, it was as close to being a part of a movie as you could possibly get yep. at the time. And it wasn't just you watching it. It was you making, it was you exploring the movie and finding, you know, all of the, all of the stuff that that game hides and I, I think in a lot of ways, Uncharted 4 is, uh, you know, still one of the best looking games that you can find on PlayStation, yep. um, even matched up against God of War and something like Spider-Man. Yeah. Do you have more? Or did you uh, I just have, it's just one more. Okay, let's see uh, it. I'm ready. Yeah. So this one shouldn't come as a surprise either, but I do have to mention Apex Legends. That That's okay. what I have to do. So I think and I think th- I think it deserves this merit because one like th- not only is the game a lot of fun um and it's a battle royale and specifically during this generation is where battle royale really started to blow up with all of the you know Fortnite going on there and everything else excuse me about the cough <laughs> <coughs> How dare you say Fortnite and not PUBG <laughs> See, I never played that much of it. <laughs> I, I never played that much of PUBG, and I don't think PUBG caught on the way Fortnite did. And in a lot of ways, like 
I should probably say Fortnite instead of Apex Legends, no. but I like Apex <laughs> Legends better. Yes. And I think and I think what the reason it deserves merit on this list on my personal list as well is because for a while here like Fortnite was the was the game that everybody was playing. That and PUBG for a lot more people who wanted a more serious Mm-hmm. I feel um, Battle Royale experience. Apex Legends came along and then changed, forced Fortnite to change how it plays the game. Yep. The ping system in Apex was something so revolutionary because when you're playing with randoms, you don't talk to them. A lot of the time you don't because they're either 10-year-old kids telling you, you know, that you're horrible and you suck and then you go fall into <laughs> depression or... You know, it's just you guys all yelling at each other about where to go. And I still and like the ping system today is still undoubtedly the best it's the best it's ever been. The fact that I can say where I'm looting, what I find, you should pick this up all without having to say a word to these people, these random people online. It's fantastic. Yeah. And the the fact that apex legends stole some of that Fortnite and a PUBG crowd that's why i think it that's why i think it belongs on the list a lot of people i don't think a lot of people would have apex legends on their list but just me per uh, me personally what that what that game achieved when it came out and how sort of a surprise takeover it was in a lot of ways yeah of it it deserve it deserves to be a, a definer of the generation you have to think about too, like that ping system. It seems so like small for them to put that in there. But if you think about before Apex came out, and specifically like we were playing um, Black Ops Four, uh, the uh, battle royale, yeah. and the fact that you had to while you're playing, you know, like when we would play, you'd have to look up and be like, "All right, there's an enemy at 35, right?" And then for then Apex to come out, and it was literally just you the first time you play it and you're like the ping thing you're like this is incredible why has nobody ever thought of it it was literally a game changer and now everything uses it yeah um just crazy that something so little that they thought of is so important to every battle royale game now um i didn't put it on my list but that that's because i didn't even really think about it to put it on there but it definitely belongs on there but also kind of caught me off guard is you didn't put kingdom hearts on your list yeah yeah i i are you saying it's not it's not defining a generation i i don't i don't think i can i don't think i can say it defined the generation yes kingdom hearts was one of my favorite games Mm -hmm. on this generation and i i i still i still like to play that game occasionally and go back and play it just because it's fun right but kingdom hearts didn't do anything revolutionary in okay. a lot of ways. Yes, the game looks fantastic. Yes, it's all this, 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 and this, and that. But the game did not force other games to do something different. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I just had to point it out that you didn't put it on there. Yeah, call me out. <laughs> oh, man, I started to sweat a little bit. Don't don't you have the uh, the PlayStation, the PS4? Don't you have the Kingdom Hearts version? Yeah, yeah. If I haven't mentioned that before, <laughs> I have the PS4 limited edition, the Kingdom Hearts one, and it's, all right. uh, it's Right and joy. I'm just saying, people might question your loyalty. That's all. Uh, then they can come question my loyalty about the Kingdom Hearts story. You you tweet me with the Kingdom Hearts story. I got the answer in less than ten minutes. <laughs> all right. Um, the last two that I have on my list both came out this year. So take your guesses now. But 
they're also both on the PlayStation. So first one is going to be Last of Us 2. I was just about to say. Yep. Um, To me, that was, you know, the Last of Us on PlayStation 3 that came out near the end of that cycle as well. And it was revolutionary. And again, just kind of like Uncharted, this changed storytelling for me on how you tell a game, how you make characters matter um, and make you hate characters, love characters, you know, have a complete 180 on characters like I did with Abby and how much I hated her at the beginning, but she kind of grew on me at the end there. Uh, And again, it looks beautiful. Naughty Dog is ridiculous when they make games. I don't know how they keep doing it, but just every game that comes out is fantastic. So that was that one will definitely be on there, just like the first Last of Us was for last generation for me. Um, I I can't say enough how much I love that game. We we even did a special on (laughs) we did tell you enough we did. Uh, And then the last one, you want to take a guess? So I I would have definitely guessed uh, Last of Us Two. Like I definitely would have had that one. This one though, ooh. So Um, came out this year. It was on PlayStation. Came out this year on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I know this year has gone on forever, so it's hard it, to it's hard to remember it, everything that came out. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Genre defining, generation defining, generation defining. Jeez, multiple Genre generation defining. defining, multiple generation. Uh huh. Uh, you're gonna have to tell me. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> feel right. stupid. Tell me, you tell me. Final Fantasy VII remake. And I feel stupid. <laughs> Um, just because first of all, didn't they first announce they were doing this when the PS3 was coming out? Yes. Wasn't that when they, they had that little teaser on there and everybody lost their mind and we finally got it in the year 2020 on the PlayStation four. And I had absolutely no faith that they could, you know, keep the hype that I had for this. And they totally did. Um, they, it looked great. They put so much time and care into it. The stuff they added, I thought made sense. They added more to the characters. You got to spend time with characters that in the first one you didn't really care about, and they made you care about them. And as long as they continue the story and actually make all these other games, I think it's going to be one of the greatest um, remakes of all time and also on its own merit, just one of the greatest however many games they make, trilogy, whatever. Um, This was years and years of me waiting for this to finally come out and to not be disappointed after all those years, like people were with like the Duke Nukem game that took years to make is incredible. So I have to put it on that list for that reason. Yeah, I think, I think in a lot of ways like that, and especially for me who never played the original Mm -hmm. final fantasy seven was such a fun time. Uh, It was visually stunning uh and final fantasy does boss battles like i i really do believe they do boss battles better than anybody yeah and the that final battle and if it's a spoiler it's not really but cloud fights sephiroth surprise (laughs) um that that final boss battle was just so much fun it forced me to think it forced you to you know uh like it's not just a walk in the park unless you do it on, on like a super easy difficulty yeah and you know, I always liked bosses that challenged me that way. Uh, bosses that, you know, you, you die from, but you die and you learn something about how to about how to beat him. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah, it was just a fantastic game all around. So I think looking back at it, like these console generations, we had a lot of really great games that I think will stand up, you know, 
decades from now. So good job, Sony and uh, Microsoft, and keep it up with the next gen. Yeah, and I will say we did omit Switch from this because the Switch is still pretty young. Yeah. And its life cycle, the Wii U kind of died in the middle <laughs> of the, the the Xbox and PlayStation cycle. Right. So, yeah, Nintendo's admitted from this list. But we'll do um, that. We, they can have their own whenever they decide to release the next whatever. Yeah, in, the, in like two years. <laughs> yeah, the the Switch Mega. It's like a Megatron <laughs> or a Transformer. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Uh, but uh, that's that's going to be it for this segment. This was a lot of fun. I actually really mm-hmm. like doing this. This was uh, we got more out of that than I thought. So <laughs> uh, the final one that we'll end it with, which is movies, which is our usual. I didn't get to watch anything. Okay. Uh, it's, there's not a lot of movies coming out right now. Uh, I still watch The Boys, but that's not done yet. And I don't want to give a full review on that until it's all done. But uh, the Amazon series, The Boys, all I can say is you got, uh, if you aren't watching it, it's on Amazon uh, Plus or Amazon Video. And mm-hmm. It is such a good series. You should totally watch it. Yeah. Still going through Lovecraft Country. Um, that's still going on as well. Still enjoying that. Um, but I, there was literally like nothing that came out this week uh, movie-wise. So I've just been going through and watching the Fast and Furious saga again because why not watch something stupid? That's great. So that's what I've been doing. Nothing new there. If you haven't seen Fast and Furious, what are you doing? Go watch those. You know, it's funny that you <laughs> mentioned that because I recently bought uh, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yes. Uh, just because I was I was thinking about it. And as, as I've said before, I'm kind of quarantined at home right now, not because I'm sick, but because of recovering from surgery. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at movies that I could get and what I didn't have. And I'm like, you know what I don't have? I don't have Hobbs and Shaw. Yep. So that's, and it's a classic. Should, It'll stand the test of time. It it, it should. It, it that that was such a good movie, and I can't wait to watch it later. Yeah, it's a good one. But yeah, I, I really didn't watch much. There wasn't much that came out. Well, then that's going to be it for the end of this uh, episode twenty eight of the podcast. We again appreciate everybody that's listening and is sharing the podcast. If you're a new listener, please go ahead and follow us on pretty much any social media you'll find that craig and i created one we do stream occasionally i was going to stream this week and i just wasn't feeling up to it in all honesty some uh i don't want to i don't want to uh stream and not be fully you know excited or into it or engage with the crowd it would have been a a mopey stream where i'm just kind of brain dead playing something so i I consider consider i saved you guys from having to do that (laughs) that's fair uh, hopefully my new desk has arrived today. I have to put it together. I'm just waiting on that. And then I can get back to a regular streaming schedule. Yeah. And look forward to, uh, to when these new consoles come out, my PS4 is going to be right next to me. And I think with that, I'm going to be able to create new content, Yep. probably do something with a YouTube channel. Uh, I have, I've got some pretty big plans for when I can finally move the PlayStation into my room and, not like anybody's keeping me from doing that. Let me mention, like, it's not like some outer being is telling you, no, not till the new consoles come out. It's just that <laughs> that's the living room up there. That is my, that is what I put all my money and all my time into. So I'm going to spend my time there playing, you know, games the best way I can. Yep. So all that being said, look for some more content more regularly very soon. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, we will catch you guys next time. See you later.